man. Adam, I'm so excited. Welcome in everybody to the early lock. The early lock on the MLB DFS plays, picks, props, values, you name it. MLB DFS, Wind Daily Sports. Follow us at Wind Daily Sports on all social formats. I'm Tony. This is Adam. And we're going to get you ready for the early slate games, the late slate games. We're going to talk a little props. We're going to talk a little FFBP. We're going to talk a little gas can action. Adam, listen, here, I'm just so, so full transparency. I'm so excited because last year when I was doing, you know, MLB, I was by myself on a firebox on the weekends. Never, you know, I, I spent about, what, Adam, like two months on NBA with you and Ghost, and now we get to open the MLB oh season. Man, it's, dude, I'm excited. I am so excited. Yeah. Man. It's going to be <laughs> It's gonna be fun. I, I'm almost. I mean, we, we, Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say we we told everybody, you know, you you weren't done with us yet, and NBA season's just about over for the streams. But uh, you're gonna see us a lot, whether you like it or not. Could be a different story, but you know, we try. Yeah, sometimes we're a little rough around the edges, but that's okay. It's it's all about right. And and <laughs> one thing I can tell you, the excitement level. Before we even get into this, I, I have to ask you. I, I do this, and everybody, listen. If you don't know, look at my background. First time, you see I'm a Philly guy. You hear my uh, my voice. I'm a Philly John. Shout out Devin Caney on the final judge of the night. But let me say this. Philadelphia Phillies, man. I'm going to open a day. I'm extremely excited. You know, are, are, are you thinking the expectations may be too much? Are people getting that crazy? Or is this lineup going to be that good if everybody stays healthy? I mean, the lineup, and you know, we kind of touched this on NBA, I think, one night. The lineup's going to be awesome. As long as everyone's healthy and everyone's playing to their capability, this lineup's going to be deadly. The The issue is, what else do you have around it? And, you know, Philadelphia Philly games may be a primary target on an awful lot of nights this year. Because I don't think the pitching is that great. And it, it could be a lot of fun through the season. So are you trying to say there may be some gas can pitchers for the Philadelphia Phillies? <laughs> I mean, when your ace is Aaron Nola, who has some serious question marks around him, and that's that's the guy you're throwing out on opening day, you know, it might get a little dicey at some points. Yes, it could. Yes, it could. But, let, you know, it's just so you know, this is how we're going to work this. Adam's got this awesome game concept, which I love. So we're going to talk a little aces. We're going to talk get your stack on some stacks. We're going to talk about gas cans. And remember, they split the slate into five and five, right, an early slate and a late slate. So we're going to get you first. Let's roll right into Adam because right now we'll, we'll talk pitching because we're right there. We'll talk about a little aces. So you go right off the bat, ace of the day on the early slate is McClanahan. So explain to me the logic here, because I remember him last year. He, he was very good. Yeah, this kid's got electric stuff. I mean, it, it's it's pretty much the Tampa Bay Ray uh, mode of operation is they just draft well. They develop well. When, they, when guys come up, they're productive. Now, this kid has some special, special talent. Uh, you know, he got his first real big taste of the big leagues last year was just overall a really strong pitcher, high strikeout upside, 363 or 144 strikeouts in just 27 starts last year. Only pitched 129 innings because the Rays were careful with him. You know, he's, he's a young, younger guy. And on DK, we, we see what we saw yesterday, man. They, they just don't have accurate pricing quite yet. 6,600 in Tampa against Baltimore. Like, I, I don't understand it. Baltimore is quietly a little bit better against lefties than some may think, but not not so good that McClanahan should be 6,600. And I'd be surprised if he's not pretty much everyone's 
I'm not going to sit here and argue. And realistically, even over on FanDuel, where you're going to get a $2,000 from Garrett Cole, who looks like we saw some of this today, like Garrett Cole's probably top nine at 80 pitches. Are you paying top dollar for Garrett Cole against the Boston Red Sox for 80 pitches? He's going to have to be crazy efficient and rack up those strikeouts in a hurry if he tops out at 80 for, you know, 10-8 on Fandle. DK, he is underpriced for Garrett Cole, but, you know, Cole usually is guaranteed almost 100 pitches pretty much every time out. As long as he's not really bad, it's one good thing about him. You know you pretty much have 100 in the bank. It's probably not going to be the yes. case tomorrow. And even at 98, against the Boston Red Sox, who were top five, top seven in every offensive category, and then they went on added Trevor Story, it might be a lot to ask for Garrett Cole to hit value tomorrow. Uh, listen, and that's the biggest thing. I agree because when you're talking about these aces and you're getting up in this $10,000 mark, man, they need to be fantastic. You can't, you cannot be under par. And you make a good, but with McClanahan, it's 6,600. I mean, that's a bargain as an ace. It would have been uh, today's Robbie Ray had Robbie Ray actually played. They got rained out, but it, it's the same. It's the same exact thing. Lefty. Throw he you know doesn't have the track record that Ray did last year, but at home against the Rays, I'm not really sure I care. <laughs> yeah, now listen, I I completely agree. I do. It's it's funny. So let's go on the other side because you know obviously we're talking about guys that we're going to lean on. We're, we'll we'll do this early first and late first, so everybody else have to flip back and forth, right? So we're you know if you're looking at your lineup projections, you can keep it up on that early slate. So we go right there. And Adam's got the gas can. The gas. Listen, man, I I love this. It's a great card. Did you come up with this last year, Adam, or is this something new? Uh, I pretty much always referred to kind of like bad or questionable pitchers as gas cans. It's really, you know, where you want to attack. So it's just always been something that's in my head. So we're, we're, we we got to give you, this is like a little Rick Vaughn music. So if everybody doesn't, the major league, Ricky Vaughn, man. I mean, wild thing, right? So this is, so right now we're going to go, your gas can early is Justin steel so let's talk about this so why, why are we going to attack justin steel so you know he, he also has a pretty short track record but he's, he's he's a lefty in uh wrigley field so we do need to check the weather you know tomorrow i'm sure it'll probably still be cold but i know today the wind was blowing out pretty good and honestly you know when you look at a lefty pitcher you want him to be able to at least hold his own against the right side of the plate because most teams will just load up on as many righties as they can 45 inning sample size last year wasn't real pretty to the right side of the plate. 358 Woba, uh, 442 XFIP, 2.20 home run per nine with only a 20% K rate. That's rough. That, that's not what you want to see, especially if you're in Wrigley. If that wind's blowing out, even if it's chilly, that, that's going to be a tough road to hoe against the Brewers. And realistically, like since it's only a five-game slate, a lot of these a lot of these pitchers are on their first turn. Uh, with the exception of the the Cubs and Brewers game. So you're still getting the aces of the slate or aces of the team. You're getting the Coles, the Nolas, Giolito, Montas. You know, you're getting their their best guy on the mound. Justin Steele is clearly the the, the guy that quote unquote doesn't belong in this in this slate. Yeah, I listen, and it it, it segues right cuz cuz I, I want to ask you uh, we're going to get your stack on right now and it brings up right to this point. 
But I'm looking at, and, and you you're get your sack on early with the Brewers and the Rays, and specifically the Brewers. Adam, let me ask you this. This is the first thing, and I know you're going to talk about this, that stuck out to me, is I look at Christian Yelich at 3,700 and McCutcheon at 4,300. Now, I know Christian Yelich had a, a, a off year. I get it, right? But to, to price him below Andrew McCutcheon, I mean, are they just expecting Yelich to just stink? I mean, I'm just really surprised at that. It probably does help that, you know, it's a lefty on the mound. Um, yes. You know, McCutcheon has, has historically done well against lefties going back to the MVP season in the, in the Berg. I mean, guys like McCutcheon, Adonis, Hunter Renfro, you know, 46 is a little bit high for him, but yeah. given given the context, I'm, I'm kind of willing to pay it as long as I have that spot. Um, you know, this is just a team that can trot out some decent righties, and especially if they get some help from the weather. They're very, very affordable, and they can pair up well with the Tampa Bay Rays, who are a pair price here, but you can still very easily build around these guys because you get the savings of McClanahan. Yeah, that's right. That's 6,600. Yeah. I mean, just look at this realistically, right? So if you're talking about 66 from Garrett Cole's 98, I mean, you're talking about a $3,300 or 99, $3,300 difference. I mean, that's a huge drop that, that guarantees you actually basically a player. I mean, that's what's crazy from a minimal value player right. to a stud. I mean, look, right, right. I mean, look, look at Wander Franco, right? Wander Franco is 5,500. So say if, you know, you, a minimal value player at 2,000, there is your there is your 3,500 right there. You just went from minimal value right to Wander Franco by switching those aces. So um, that's why we're here, man. So this raise lineup. I, I mean, who, you know, Yandy Diaz, I, I, I'm a branded low. I mean, it, there's a lot of guys in this lineup that can rake. Yeah. And, you know, I think the main guys for me, at least to, to hopefully fit everybody in, it's a Rosarina at the top. Franco yeah. would be, would be nice, but you know, you might need that spot for Willie Adamas to save some money. So the, the, the shortstop spots probably going to be occupied by one of those two guys. Just depends on the way the builds go and and who else you're fitting, um, but even somebody like uh, Mike Zanino, he yep. absolutely murdered lefty pitching, and the Rays are a feast or famine offense. They do strike out a lot against lefty pitching, but man, when they get a hold of it, it's usually going a far distance. And Mike Mike Zanino, 130 plate appearances last year, 5.26 ISO, 5.19 WOBA against lefty pitching. Oh, that's oh. insane. That's insane. That, that listen, that's some serious power potential. That's some right big there. numbers. <laughs> My God. And especially and you're we're talking about the catcher position too. That that's the thing. You're talking right. about even though he's 4,200 and he's getting up there in price point, because obviously they're reading the same numbers and analytics that you are, but still at the end of the day, I mean, those numbers are really hard to look by and say, uh, yeah, he's probably not worth it. I I I think he's all worth that money right there. I mean, if you're paying that price for catcher, realistically, you want a really good shot at him to leave the yard. I mean, yeah. buddy, it don't get much better than those numbers to try and leave the yard at the catcher position. No, I, I, I completely agree. Catcher, you know, it's funny. I would always be like, what, what's that $2,000 baseline minimal value catcher? He's like my, he's like my kicker. You know what I mean? He's like the kicker of football. It's yep. like, oh, let me just start catcher in there, buddy. Whoever, you know, whoever fits at the end of the line. Okay, I got my pitching. I got my main stacks. I got like 2200 bucks left. Let's see if I can find a catcher that's starting. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. Or maybe a quick call up or a guy that's better on righty lefty. Uh, it's just that's what you do. But this, you know, is, is definitely, 
definitely a good play. So let's go to the late game. And I, I love this first ace that you have right here in Mad Max. And, and I, I'm, I'm curious because, you know, I know he just got cleared and everything looked, the hamstring looks to be okay and he's going to start. But, you know, this is a 37 years old. I, I, I keep saying, you know, when is the year going to be of the decline of Max Scherzer? And, and maybe, you know, no disrespect, Jason, out there. You know, you guys killed a show last night, as always. But I know it's the Mets. And Mets doesn't – things don't always work out for the Mets. Just throwing it out there. And Scherzer, I thought, was going to have the down year two years ago, and he didn't. Last year, and he didn't. Um, and now, Adam, you you think he can go the full year, 225, 230 innings, and, and not and not sniff anything? Or, I mean, 225, 230 strikeouts and not not, not have an issue? I mean, that's, that's a big question. Um, I don't know. You know, like you said, there's a lot of miles on that arm. It, it, it could come apart in a hurry. But realistically for DFS, you know, September's down the road. I don't necessarily care. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I don't I don't think I don't think people are gonna get spooked by the hamstring. You have to put some faith in the mess who just lost to Grom. Like they have to be smart enough to know, okay, if there's any lingering issue with this hamstring, he wouldn't be starting. Now you can kind of flip that coin the other way and say, well, what if something crops up real quick at you know first few pitches? Yeah, you're right. I mean that that is somewhat of a risk. He'd probably have a quick hook, but if he's starting, he has to lead me to believe that he's basically healthy. And even through some you know little bit of struggles last year, and I put struggles in quotation marks because you know Max Scherzer's struggles are are really good seasons for about ninety five percent of the other pitchers on the planet. You know, like, he still had a 30.8% K rate to the right side of the plate, and that was the lower half. If you're whiffing a side of the plate at 31%, and that's the worst end of it, you're, you're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you, you made a great point about the health because if you're if you're that franchise, you want to compete, and you already lost one of your studs, you're, you're going to go pretty tread lightly on your right. next stud. I mean, so yeah, I, I think I would I would feel very comfortable, obviously knowing that he's going to be okay, or they would not trot him out there. Um, that that's for damn sure. But on the flip side, you know this this I'll tell you, man, this dude has been so up and down. I mean, you know, home, you know, he's he's good away. He's tar- it, it, it's crazy, John Gray. If he could just put it all together. I swear to God, maybe like consistently, but he's got the stuff. But man, does he have some games where he gets lit up? He really does. Yeah, you know, John Gray finally gets out of cores. He goes to Texas, and congratulations! Here's the Toronto Blue Jays waiting for you on the opening day of the season. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, you know, we don't need to really go into why he's a pitcher. We want to attack. John Gray is not anything special. This Toronto Blue Jays lineup, especially when it's healthy, is something special. It's one of the best lineups in baseball last year. You know, mm-hmm. you're getting the the best shape of his life reports from for Vlad Guerrero, which is probably accurate. You know, he he lost some weight, and I mean, just look up and down this lineup, man. It's just ridiculously lethal. Yes, it's man. almost not fair. And it's it's not. It's not, and then even though you know people are going to say he's not really the bat, but you you add a guy like Matt Chapman um, to the lineup, and and he he probably is one of the top two defensive third basemen in all uh, of all of baseball. So you, you know you add it 
that to the defensive side. And and here's a guy. Let me ask you about this because I mentioned this on uh, we were doing a little preview on Sirius, me and Jason, and we were we were getting ready for the season. We're talking about you know guys that are kind of going to the radar. You know, traded stripes this year, going from different teams. And I, uh, you know, one of the guys, Adam, that I played a ton last year was Ramiel Tapia. And Ramil Tapia, to me, you know, in Colorado was a trendsetter. He did it, you know, he was one of those players that you put in DFS who was always a decent value, 38, 3,700. Uh, yep. Get you a small base, right? Get you a couple hits, RBIs. He gets inserted right into this Toronto Blue Jays lineup. I mean, you talk about total bases, run scored. I mean, he could be a very secret play, couldn't he? Yeah, he definitely can. And realistically, on most slates, you're going to have to get creative with the Blue Jays lineup because you can't just go out and say, well, I'm going to stack Blue Jays and I'm going to play Bichette, Vlad, Springer, and Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah. Listen, you know what I mean? Like, unless you get like some glorious value stack or, you know, a rookie prospect pitcher that's like, you know, 5K, it's just not plausible every day. You, You have to pick and choose. So when you're talking about a Blue Jay stack that's obviously going to be expensive, you got to be willing to take shots on the back end of that lineup and play the wraparound game more than you're just stacking one through four where you can do that with a lot of other teams. It's just not you know financially viable with a salary cap site. So guys like Tapia, uh, you know, Lourdes Goriel, even Chapman, he's 4,300. He'll probably hit towards the bottom third of the lineup. You know, maybe he'll hit like fifth or sixth. But now, instead of having to help carry the offense in Oakland, there's no pressure on this guy. If he just goes out and plays spectacular defense at third base, he's done his job. Any offense this guy kicks in is going to be somewhat of a bonus. And, you know, he's got to know that, too. Yeah. And, like you said, he's going to get a lot of pitches to hit. <laughs> like Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I mean, you're you're, coming, you're coming out of that gauntlet of facing those, you know, five, six guys. You're just trying to get to the get some easy outs here. Chapman's gonna have pitches to hit for sure. And forty three hundred, oh. he could get off to a quick start. New, yeah, you know, I, new, I, new, new, new place, new lineup, new role. It, it, he could really start well, and you know, getting the back part of that lineup hooked up to two of your favorite guys, like you know, you play two of Bichette, Vlad, or Springer. That's probably gonna be the way you have to do the Blue Jays more nights than not. Yeah, I, I agree. You have to get creative. And speaking of creative, I mean, you know, we just talked about Chapman 4,300, and we just talked about Zanino with 4,200 from the catching position. But don't sleep on my man Danny Jansen, right? So 3,600, you, you look at him. I, he was one of my favorite bottom-tier catchers last year. Like, I, you know, bottom-tier meaning under that $4,000 mark. And he always seemed to produce, right? I, I mean, if you look at him last year the way he ended, you know, you're talking three out of the last five. He was 18-plus on DK, 18-plus points. And, again, same thing, right? In a lineup, going to get pitches to hit, guys on base, RBI opportunities. So, another guy, there's there's a lot of ways to get creative with this lineup. Yeah, there really is. And, you know, as long as these guys are getting on base, you're getting chances for runs batted in. And if you're hooking up to the right guys at the front of the lineup, it's double your points. And then you switch right into the National League, and we go to the NL East, which is going to be my favorite topic all year, but we're going to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, you know, like you said, getting creative with, with, with these plays and this stuff, but I'll tell you what. We just talked about Matt Chapman going from Oakland and Toronto. Now you have Matt Olson. 
you know, filling in for Freddie Freeman that unbelievably just, you know, rich get richer when he goes to the Dodgers. Um, it, it's just right. It's just crazy to me. I, I, I was shocked. I literally, I was shocked. But what do you like about this Braves lineup right now? I mean, obviously they get a bunch of guys, but what are you thinking all overall? Yeah, realistically, uh, Reaver Stan Martin for the Reds is an unproven lefty. Uh, he's only 25 years old, only has 11 innings pitched at the major league level. Even without Freeman, even without Acuna still, this is still a really good lineup, especially against lefty pitching. You know, you're still looking at uh, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, who hit ninth tonight. Ooh. You know, am I gonna am I gonna pay 4,500 for a ninth hitter at home? Probably not. But like guys like Ozuna, Travis Dorno, Adam Duvall again. All these guys are still relatively affordable. Ozzy Albies against a lefty was just almost automatic last season. He he hammers lefty pitching. So yeah, these guys are expensive. Can you play Ozzy Albies in two of the top end Jays? Probably not. Maybe you just go George Springer and you go seven, eight, nine, one for the Blue Jays. There, there's still ways to do it, even with both teams being relatively expensive, and you just have to be towards the back end of that lineup and get the right bats up top. So let me ask you this real fast. What's your take on Austin Riley? You know, he had a fantastic year last year. Obviously, we all know. Can he duplicate the same kind of numbers that he put up last year? Can he hit 300 again? I doubt it. I mean, if that's the highest average he ever hit for, I wouldn't be surprised. But can he hit 270 with, you know, 35, 40 home runs over 100 RBI? Absolutely. Especially in that lineup. He was he was an you know this until until the price points are catching up, man. He was a tremendous value every yeah, single. It took time. a little while. It, it did. It took a little while. It did. We were just talking about that with Trey Jones, right? So, uh, same kind of deal for you know an NBA, same kind of deal with Major League. <clears throat> got to jump on it before it goes off to that next spot. So, uh, so there you go. You got your you know real fast. You got your early stack. You got the Brewers and the Rays. You got your late stack. You got your Jays and the Braves, and then. Um, we're going ace of the day. You got McClanahan. We talked about that. And then we got the late one, man, Max. And then we got your gas can and John Gray late. And then Justin Steele early. Now let's get to a fun segment. We like to call prosper profit. We start this in NBA and we continue to do it in major league baseball. And I'll tell you, Adam, let me tell you, man. I mean, we did struggle from times to get that a, a decent plus money bet or a decent attainable bet, but there's no struggle in baseball. There's so many that you can play. It's like insane. There's so many ways that you can go about this. And, um, you know, I like what you're doing right off the bat, right off the bat, because what what, what you're doing is you're going right with my guy and you're going Bryce Harper with MV3. It's like, I love, I'm really shocked that it's plus money. I really have wanted to, you know, you know, a, a guy like Harper, for just a double, basically, or two singles, probably shouldn't be plus money very often. You know, Frankie Montas is a, is a really solid pitcher. Oakland's still rebuilding. And we've seen a lot that the pitchers who are starting opening day are not quite up to the pitch counts we we're normally accustomed to. They had a bit of a short, shorter spring training from the lockout and everything. So maybe Montas goes five innings. With that offense, he could go even less. And it's not like Bryce Harper can't hit a double off Frankie Montes. Like he just, you know, I'm going to take my chances on Harper in that lineup an awful lot at plus 105. And then Franco absolutely murdered lefties last year. 
let's say, again, let's say John Means actually holds down the fort for five innings. He's probably not going much past that. Baltimore Orioles are bad for a reason. That bullpen is horrendous. Wander Franco can hit any pitcher in the league, and he proved that, I mean, literally right off the bat last year. He was a, remember when he came in at, at bare minimum in 2000? Yeah, <laughs> hit a home run by the third inning. <laughs> he was, he was like 40, like 50% in GVP that night, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was, man. It was, it was, it was, I'd say batshit crazy, but it really was, man. It caught up. I'll tell you what, it caught off fast. Oh, he, they, he, he got, he got expensive quick. <laughs> they weren't, they, they weren't dumb, man. They know too. They're like, all right, we'll let them make a little money, but now we need to make some money too, man. We need now he's 5,500. Now you got to choose. Yes, exactly. Exactly. 100%. Now, you know, I based, Everything in NBA, a lot of times when we talked about prosper profit, you know, ghost taught me this religiously, you know, bet on your core, bet on your stacks. And I'm going by you, man. I, you know, and you know, you, you gave me the gas can in McClanahan. So I'm going to go Cedric Mullins hitting a home run at plus 550 for the Baltimore Orioles. Now, I loved said last year, uh, you know, and I love, I'll tell you what. Not about you, Adam, but I, I made a lot of money on a Baltimore lineup, whether it be Austin Hayes, whether it be Mountcastle, whether it be Satander. Uh, you know, there were so many uh, – Trey Mancini. I mean, the list goes on. There was always somebody with a home run prop that night. But I'm going to go with the lead dog. Uh, for me, plot, plus 550, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to murder a ball, you know, in Tampa tomorrow. So, you know, that's where I'm heading with the home runs. And then I want to come right back. And I'm going to go home. And I think this is a steal. So everybody keeps forgetting about Gene Segura in the lineup for the Philadelphia Phillies. We just talked about how explosive this lineup can be. And again, Frankie Montez, no disrespect. Good pitcher. Not great. Good. This is Citizens Bank Park. This is a team that destroyed. What's that? Yeah, exactly. It ain't Oakland. <laughs> it ain't the Coliseum, right? It is not the Coliseum. Uh, I, I'm going to be there. I'm hoping to catch a couple home run balls, right? But my thing is, Gene Segura is going to be on base, and he's got a ton of cats that are going to wait to knock him in. So one thing for sure, this is an average. I think he, did, he used to be a career 301 hitter, and I think he dipped about 298, 299. But he's still a fantastic hitter. He could still run and get on base. Plus one thirty five to get me one, to get me one. Adam one run scored. I think it's well worth its weight and gold right there. I just, you know, I would say. Let me ask you this: over and under for run total for the Phillies each game. If I said you over and under five and a half, would would you lean more likely towards the over every single night, depending on the pitcher? I mean, at that I think that's how good they're going to be. Yeah, generally speaking, I'd probably pick the over. I'd, yeah. I'd want I'd want some good odds. If, if you know six runs is a lot. Like it, you, you it know, is. when you start breaking it down, it even with the good offenses, you sit down and you're like, oh hell, six runs is, <laughs> is a lot to score on any given night. But I'm you're getting- right. I mean, if you said it because it's like four point five, it just feels like smash. Five point yeah. five, you know, you're starting to think about it. But and then I don't know about you, but I pointed this out in Discord, just kind of like as a tip when I bet home runs. I bet more money on that player to have two total bases because home run, you want to talk about baseball being a hard sport to predict home runs are hard to predict too, but true. let's say he just misses one. Let's say he bounces one off the wall. Let's just say he has an average day. hits two singles. Okay. I'm not getting money for the home run, but I'm getting backed up by 
he hit a double, I still make money that day. So that's something that I always do. Like if I like the home run prop, because home run prop, listen, even the best guys, it's like 250, 275 a night. Yeah, exactly. Guys that aren't going to hit every night. Every night that you like it, they ain't going to hit. So you have to get right. used to it. But you also have to give yourself a bit of a backup. And there's going to be a lot of nights where you might not get the home run, but you'll get the two bases. You'll still walk away happy. It's almost like an NBA with the same game parlays, right? You know, you get these monster parlays, but you back them up with the single bets because what's the odds of those parlays going to hit every night? It's very rare. Right. right? Very so, low. Right. Yeah. You got exactly. to build, build a safety net into your bankroll. Yes. It's yes. not like the double's going to hit every every single night, obviously, but you got a much better shot of at least still walking away happy. Yeah, listen, listen, that's a great point. Uh, you know, that's how we break it down here. We, 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 it's a great point in how to be strict, smart, and still be profitable. And last but not least, you know, I, I love, you know, last year, again, everybody comes up with things. I, I started this FFVP last year uh, for baseball. And it was always banging on that. You know, Ghost said to me the other day, he's like, man, I remember on Saturday throwing you on, like, Tony's always got these psycho, like Adam says, no disrespect, <laughs> right? These psycho players he throws in there, and all of a sudden they're, like, produced. Listen, Matt Verling, uh, people have to remember, unfortunately, the curse is here. Mickey Moniak out four to six weeks. Hottest guy in spring training for the Phillies. Hairline fracture on the wrist. But please remember something. Before he was even injured, Matt Verling was going to be the starting center fielder. Okay, they were going to platoon, but he still was going to be the starter. This kid can still hit. And what I'm looking at is at a $2,600 value, I'm going specifically again for lineup, right? So if you even last year, he was still able to get you decent buck, 14 for 2,700 when he played. Okay, he's there, and that was one of the team that didn't have this kind of potential. So, again, I'm not saying I'm going to bet Phillies all the time, but for opening day, 2600 Matt Verling, you know, give me a couple hits. He doesn't strike out a ton. He's a smooth swinger. Okay, give me a couple hits, score a run. That let before you know it, maybe you get to double. You give me a seven to ten. And I always looking for that seven to ten range for 2600. I'll take that any day of the week, Adam. That's where I'm at with Matt Verling. Yeah, man. Perfect example. Just like today, Bobby Witt was 2300. Shane Bieber was mad chalk. He was 66% in most contests. Bieber leaves the game, Bobby Witt, RBI double in the eighth. Turns out to be a game-winning double, seven points, 2,300. You're happy with that, man, because it lets you build anything else you want. Yes, and that's the, that's what I love about baseball. You could take those one or two. Now, I wouldn't necessarily do two. That one guy, that tw- you know, anywhere between two. And I, I stopped at three, but I was more like two to 26, two to 2,700 range because it allows you to bank your aces and, and your stacks. So especially when we're looking at teams like Toronto, that's got a lot of big sticks and big numbers in their lineup. But, yep. Adam, any final thoughts before we get out of here, my man? No, no. All right now, I'm sure we'll have more in Discord, and you know we'll always have the the cash scores in Discord. Um, you know we'll we'll pass along anything else that pops up. Like we said, this is just kind of a first look, general ideas, and starting to get the outline, and then you hone in on plays for the day. Absolutely, it's perfectly said. And remember, make sure you're following us at Wind Daily Sports. Make sure you're subscribing to the channel, and listen, not just Discord. Hit this, hit, you know, smash the like button, hit the messages there. We will respond. If you have anything you see, maybe a part of the show, shout out. Let's have some fun. Just like we did with NBA, we're going to do it with baseball. We'll crush it. Everybody, as always, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll catch you back here tomorrow night.